This Thursday, February 29th, NBA Betting Picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code NBASGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. And Rolls were brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, February 29th, leap year, here to break down the games on Thursday night in the association, and we'll recap what we saw last night in the NBA as well. But joining me here to help me break it all down, as usual, on these Thursday episodes, I got my guy here with me, it's Scott Studio, Rachel. Scott, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Yeah, doing well. Looking forward to the Thursday slate. Pretty good overall Wednesday episode. Ended up winning the lock. Had a tough beat, though, with the dog. I ended up having the Pacers minus 9.5 as an alt line, and McCollum had a garbage time dunk on the final possession after Indiana took a shot clock violation. So ended up losing uh, that one by a hook. It is what it is. At least the Vince, uh, the Vince Williams one got there. Luka triple-double was good, so can't complain there. Solid birthday game for him. But overall, solid day. Yeah, it turned out to be a pretty good day for myself as well. I mean, I needed, I think, like, a one point or another rebound, at least, from Kawhi Leonard last night um, in that Clippers and Lakers game. I did play. He's over 24 and 20, 24 and a half points, 25 and a half points. I only finished with 26. And then I had over six and a half rebounds as well. He finished with seven, but also played his plea plus, uh, points plus rebounds at 33 and a half. And that one got hooked there. But... Um, yeah, it turned out to be a pretty good night last night. You guys were talking about the Luca birthday game. He had a really good night uh, in Toronto last night. But how are your guys' picks turn out from last night? Uh, overall, can't complain. Uh, once again, I hit my lock, lost the dog in a pretty uh, heartbreaking fashion. But yeah, uh, Luca carried the way. I know his triple-double was around plus 320, so that got there. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Drummond rebounds. I thought that Chicago would use the uh, two big men to counteract Allen yeah. and Mobley. And I think Drummond had 26 rebounds, so that worked out pretty well. Uh, yeah, uh, not really many complaints. Uh, I know that the I, – I did lean to the Lakers. That ended up getting there. I like yoga triple-double. I leaned to Denver. That worked out. I leaned to Chicago. Leaned to Memphis. I was wrong about uh, Dallas winning. I thought, Toronto, I thought Toronto was alive there, but Indiana covered. So, yeah, overall, good day. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah, it, it turned out to be a pretty good night as far as hoops went as well. I mean – a lot, probably a, a lot of people maybe stayed up to watch the Lakers and the Clippers game. Just an absolute collapse by the Lakers in that, sorry, by the uh, Clippers in that uh, fourth quarter yesterday. LeBron single-handedly um, outscored the Clippers last night in that fourth quarter. He had 19 points in that fourth quarter, and the Clippers only uh, finished with 16 in that fourth quarter and uh, come from behind. A big victory, I think, for the Lakers last night. I know they need every single win that they can get especially where they are in the standings right now. And now they are on a back-to-back situation here tonight. Uh, we'll get to that game later on, of course, though, as they welcome uh, Kyle Kuzma and the Wizards uh, to town on a back-to-back situation here. But, 
Yeah, we saw the the Cavs and the uh, Bulls game go to double overtime. I was on the uh, Bulls last night as well. That turned out to be a a, a pretty good uh, night for me as well. So yeah, it was only what five games on the ske- six games on the schedule yesterday. Um, pretty good night. But anything else you want to mention from last night before we get into today's card? Uh, well, yeah, we got to talk about the Lakers game, uh, just based on the yeah. comeback they had. I know Paul George didn't play. I know that Zubak didn't play. We got to talk about it. Is the allure of the Clippers over with, or is this just a slump? Um, I think it's a slump. I mean, they were playing really, I mean, there was a stretch, what, maybe a month or so They were, they just looked unstoppable. But I think this is kind of the ebbs and flows of the regular season, just your team like you know the Clippers that were pretty much firing on all cylinders. I know um James Harden has been having a little bit of trouble shooting from the three-point line. He did have a pretty good game last night. Paul George was out. So I think it's just a slump for them. I'm not worried about this Clippers team. But again, when healthy, when Kawhi, Paul George, and all those guys are on the floor, I, I do think in the playoffs they will be a tough out. But I again I think this is just a slump right now for the Clippers. I'm more skeptical. Uh it's mostly based on them, in my opinion, not being able to be Denver in a seven-game series. I yeah. think that Plumley is atrocious. I think that uh, Tice is okay as a depth guy, and I'm not a Zubak guy. So yeah. I just don't think the Clippers are, I don't know, as well-oiled as we thought they were maybe a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Might just be a spot where I think the Clippers are good, but people are talking about them being a potential serious contender to beat the Nuggets. They have the second lowest odds to win the West. I don't see it. I was skeptical to begin with because you have James Harden. Paul George has some playoff issues as well. Mm-hmm. But just looking at this team play recently, it just feels a bit stagnant late in games. And that's an issue I have with a decent amount of teams in the league. But the Clippers are a team that I think are going to win around maybe two. I'm not picking them to come out of the West. I'm just not going to pick them to do so. I think their centers are too bad. Yeah, I think Denver, like you mentioned, I think it's going to be very difficult to beat this Denver Nuggets team in a saving game series. And I know they've they've also have kind of have their ups and downs this season, but we saw it last night. I think it was a good spot for the Denver Nuggets after the Sacramento Kings beat them. I think it was three times already this season. Um, they looked a little uh, came out of the gate a little bit slow in that first quarter, but then they took off in that second quarter, and then the rest was history in the second half. So trying to beat this team led by Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and, and the guys that they pretty much have their core intact from last season who won the NBA title. I think they're going to be a very tough out uh, are the Denver Nuggets. Would I be surprised if they get to the NBA finals again? Nope, because this team is well coached. They have a former MVP and probably the MVP again this season on their roster. Jamal Murray has been fantastic in the playoffs last year. I know he's dealing with like a, a minor leg issue right now. That's kind of kept them in and out of the lineup, but um yeah, I think right now it's Denver for me, and then it'll be it'll be interesting to see who can really knock off this team in a seven game series. So I'm with you on that. Um, would you pick the Clippers over the Thunder, over the Timberwolves? Like, how many teams would you actually pick the Clippers yeah. over? Everyone I, except Denver. I think I would pick them over Minnesota. I would pick them over Phoenix. I would pick them over OKC. Okay. Um, see, that's I think that series would be a lot of fun to watch. Lakers. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I, I would pick them over the Lakers. Okay, so it sounds like you just have Denver. Yeah, I think Denver. Yeah, I think it's probably just Denver that they would have some trouble with. 
Yeah, I, I, don't, it. I don't know. I, I'm more skeptical on that team. I, I just think that, of course, you're going to have a hardened clunker in there, maybe a couple. Yeah. Paul George, I don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. Quiet, I'm not sure if he's going to be healthy or not. I'm sure you're assuming perfect health here, which is yes. a dangerous script to assume because we've yeah. seen the injury history of these guys. Mm-hmm. It would not shock me if the Clippers ended up losing to the Thunder in like a hard-fought six or seven. I've seen the Clippers face off against small ball lineups. I've not mm-hmm. been very impressed by how they've handled that situation mm-hmm. and that overall, I'd say, lineup matchup. So I would probably pick the Thunder over them. I think it would be, once again, maybe two or three teams, but I don't know. Maybe it's just based on the history and what I've seen recently, and I know Paul George coming back would be a big boost for them. Mm-hmm. I just can't get back that center trio. I'm just, it's, just not, it's just a terrible front court. I, I just yeah. can't overlook that. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a little bit more faith in Zubac to give him at least some type of rim protection and rebounding. Uh, That's why the Thunder I, I mean, series is a problem. I, I just can't imagine Zubac chasing around these guys who play up tempo. I, I just can't yeah. imagine Zubac thriving on the court in that series. Yeah. And you already know how I feel about Mason Plumley. I don't know how he finds himself on a roster just because he's he's a big guy. He'll always have like a backup center role in the league. And then Daniel Tice, I mean, he can stretch the floor for you a little bit, but can he actually make those shots for you is the big question. So. Um, I know, and you talked about you guys talked about um Drummond on Chicago. I'm very surprised that no other team traded like a contender team traded for Drummond to either come in as a starter or at least in a backup role because he's just an absolute monster rebounding the basketball it gives you rim protection there as well. So I think that I think that was probably a fail by some of these contending teams that are trying to win a championship. I'm gonna blame that on Chicago because they haven't traded for a player or anything. They haven't traded a player away in like three years. So yeah. it might have just been the wrong spot. If Drummond mm-hmm. was on a different team, I think he would have been shipped off. But Chicago has yeah. been so connected to maintaining the core, I guess, whatever this mm-hmm. core is, the play-in core. So I don't think they're yeah. gonna trade him anyway. Yeah, fair enough. I, yeah, I th- again, that's a guy that I could definitely I could, like. If, if you put him on the Clippers, like he's automatically what your best big man. Yeah automatic i've, I've yeah, been so. low on zubak for a while now i know zubak's better than plumley and tice but yeah i'm just really anti plumley there was that it was one play in particular but you saw that play if you were watching the game mm-hmm. he tried to lead the one man fast break when they were up 10 with like seven minutes to go and he turned it over immediately and yeah. you're looking at him like what are you doing on the court watching plumley play he does not fit with that team and he's a complete liability every time he's on the floor that's my yeah, stance uh, on plumley yeah Hey man, shout out to Anthony again. He's coming through. Uh, gives us another a dono enough nineteen ninety nine and David as well. Man, I appreciate you guys uh, uh, hooking it up. Uh, hey, we keep on giving out some of these winners here. Uh, we'll put this to good use as well. Also, breaking news: we are four um, underdog signups away um, that we need. So, hey, if you haven't already signed up with Underdog Fantasy. Go ahead and do so. Help us out. Help out the show. Uh, we'll get into the games here in a bit after we're finished four. recapping. Four for fantasy football stuff. The ballots. What happened? Oh, I don't know. We're neck and neck. That's what the, that's what I'm reading from uh, uh, Sean right four. now. That we're neck I and we're neck. one behind. Okay. No, no, no. We, we need four more signups for for the month um, for the for the network. But uh, I think oh, we're for the I network. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant the contest. Network. Okay, my bad. No, no. Yeah, but he's saying that we're neck and neck with the the fantasy football pod. So maybe we're up by one or we're trailing by one. But hey, we can only get there with the support of our uh, with the support of our listeners as well. Um, Scott, anything else from last night? Uh, no, not really. Luca was great. Uh, Minnesota wins but doesn't cover. Kind of the story every night. Jokic, yeah. another triple-double. What else is new? 
Uh, Indiana was fine. Truth is, wasn't overly <laughs> impressed with Indiana. They were up by a bunch, and then they ended up uh, kind of letting the Pelicans hang in there. It was a brutal scheduling spot for the Pelicans, and seeing the Pacers let them hang around was a little bit concerning, but they got the job done there. Um, yeah, besides that, Larry wants to know why I'm calling NBA players trash when I probably couldn't win a YMCA MVP. Uh, why not? Because I'm because I'm gambling on that, the sport. Like what, I, yeah. I can tell you who's I can tell you who's bad. I don't know what that means. That's what we I can watch. I, I've watched enough basketball to know who is a productive player on a team and who's not. I don't know what playing ability has to do with it. I'm not, I wasn't born seven feet tall. So Mason Plumley would beat me in a game of basketball. I'm not saying I would beat Mason Plumley. I'm just saying he's not very good. That's all I'm saying. And I feel like that's a pretty safe opinion that you'd probably agree with. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, hundred percent. Again, that's why we kind of get to sit up here, turn on our mics and, and, you know, talk about these teams here. So, um, all right, let's put a can in, or let's put a pin in that from last night here, Scott. And then before we do get into the games here for tonight, like I was mentioning, Underdog Fantasy, guys, uh, we're ever so close. It's the last day of the month here in February. And Underdog Fantasy, if you haven't already gotten yourself an account with them, it's one of the fastest growing fantasy apps in the industry to play fantasy sports. Um, their pick them game, pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's games for a chance to win big. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Up to 100. Pick between two and five players to build a pick them entry, and you can also make rival picks, which picks uh, two players against each other. And also, um, look, we've been putting together our underdog fantasy entries here uh, from our rotation of hosts between myself, Scott, and Terrell. We've been having a pretty good, uh, pretty good season doing this. Hopefully, we can close out the month tonight uh, on a winning note. Stay tuned at the end of the episode. We'll put together our underdog fantasy entry here tonight. But again, like I mentioned, we're neck and neck with the fantasy football uh, podcast. We need your help. So if you haven't already signed up, uh, sign up today with promo code NBASGPN. You'll get that first deposit bonus of up to $100, as well as an instant pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with our code NBASGPN on your first deposit doubled up to $100, as well as an instant pick'em special. Must be 18 years or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. And again, bonus contest as well. SGPN, we're teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month, and five winners will receive an Underdog hat, an Underdog shirt, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code NBASGPN, and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. If you did it earlier this month, you can also qualify for this bonus uh, contest. So just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog and get yourselves into that contest. It's absolutely free to enter. All right, Scott, let's get into these games here for tonight in the association. We'll kick it off with the first game on the schedule, the Milwaukee Bucks. They are in Charlotte to take on the Hornets. Uh, these two teams just matched up. I believe it was on Tuesday night. But as it well, stands right team, now, one team showed up. Yeah, well, well, yeah, one team, showed, one team up, showed up yeah. um, for this game, but they're back at it in Charlotte here tonight where the Bucks are a 12-point favorite with a total of 217.5. And looking at the injury report, Giannis is probable. Marjon Bochamp is probable as well. 
Andre Jackson Jr. for the Bucks is questionable, and then Chris Middleton continues to be out for the Milwaukee Bucks. For the Charlotte Hornets, the usual suspects are out: Lamelo Ball, uh, Nick Smith Jr., and Mark Williams. Um, like we just mentioned, one of these teams did show up uh, the other night when they these two teams just had squared off, and that was an absolute uh, beating. Uh, by the Milwaukee Bucks in that game. The Hornets had 26 points at the half, Scott, in that game. Um, they finally woke up in the second half. They finished the game with 85, but the Bucks absolutely blew them out of the water. 123 to 85. Now they're back playing here in Charlotte as a 12-point favorite. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Do Bucks roll again, or do you think the Hornets can be competitive? They should. I believe the Bucks play at Chicago tomorrow, so you could argue it might be a look-ahead spot. We'll see what happens, but I do think for the sake of this matchup, I got to stick with what works. Uh, I'm going to lean to uh, the Bucks here, uh, minus the 12. Uh, you're looking at the meetings this season, regardless of who the coach was for Milwaukee. It's been a murder. Uh, Milwaukee's won each of the first three meetings by at least 31 points this season. 31 points three meetings and the Hornets have scored less than eight than uh, 94 points in each of their last three. I like the Charlotte team. The Charlotte team plays good defense, very good under team. They can't score. Milwaukee's got too much length. Doc Rivers has caused the team to play slower and defensively. They've been really good. Milwaukee's starting to be a bit underrated at this point. Playoff time. I'm not buying Doc Rivers, but you're looking into the regular season Doc Rivers is a good regular season coach to historically buy in on. And I do think that you're looking at a spot where the Bucs are the much better team. They've owned the opposition. They have all the size. They have all the length. And Charlotte has really no offensive weapons at all besides Bridges, who's been neutralized. And you're looking at, I mean, who else is on this team? You got Bridges and Miller, and Milwaukee's That's kept it. them in check every meeting. So yeah. there's no scoring depth, and I'm going to go with Milwaukee. So I think they win comfortably. Charlotte team total under. I don't see them reaching 100 in this game again. So I'll go with the under and I'll go with Milwaukee to win this game probably by 20. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything that you said. I just don't see that this this Hornets team, it's they're just incapable of putting up points right now. It's not to the fault of their own. It's just that what, they don't what do have. You, do? you just jack up a bunch of threes and pray they go in. Like I don't know what, yeah. what counter options you have. They're just better and longer than you. I don't know what you're supposed yeah. to do. And that's just what it is right now. Just don't have the bodies. It's either it's Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller, like you mentioned, and then hoping somebody else steps up. But I I think this Milwaukee Bucks team maybe was able to figure some things out over the all-star break. I know they came out and and they beat um beat Minnesota. Then they like we just talked about, they beat Charlotte again. Now they have an opportunity to beat Charlotte again. So I'm gonna lay the points here with the Milwaukee Bucks. I know you and I talked about the under um earlier. Uh, this week when we broke down this game in Milwaukee, right back at it with the under here again. Maybe look at a Hornets team total under in this game here as well. So Bucks and the under player prop, Scott, what are you looking at? Uh, well, you got to wonder if they're going to pull everybody at some point during the game. So I know Giannis yeah. points has actually been underwhelming against Charlotte because he's gotten pulled after three quarters a couple of times. They do play tomorrow. So if you do want to go for some Bucks unders and you maybe want to go for a pretty unique parlay idea, if you want to go for maybe Bucks alt spread with some unders on some Milwaukee star players for points or something, because you think they're going to pull everyone after three quarters, might be a sneaky play there. A kind of, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the term. Um, when you bet two things that go against each other, but that can multiply the payout, I forgot what the hell it's called. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I'm, I'm, two I'm drawing things a blank. that you bet against each, like a, 
it's like it's it's in the it's like a reverse correlation. That's the word I'm looking for. A reverse yeah. correlation. That's kind of what I'm trying to pitch there. I, I wouldn't mind it, but I do think Milwaukee. If you want to go for some props, I tried to go for some. Uh, the word I was looking for was re- uh, reverse correlation, though. So uh, thanks. But point is, I do think that I went for Bridges rebounds the last time out because he was doing mm-hmm. well against Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I, I can't take any overs with Charlotte because I don't know if they're going to be even competitive in this game. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to lean to unders on a lot of guys in this game. I see an ugly game, a low-scoring game, and Charlotte, good luck trying to pick who's going to score. I'll lean to unders on guys. I mean, you look at just look at the minutes that were played in that game by the Milwaukee Bucks because it turned into an absolute blowout. The most minutes played by a starter was Malik Beasley at 26 minutes. Giannis played only 24. Damian played only 25. So, And they play um, tomorrow. Yeah, they play again tomorrow as well. So if you want to look at points, unders, uh, and again, if we think it's going to be a brick fest again, I think rebounding props, maybe not for Giannis, but guys like maybe like Jay Crowder, who had seven rebounds in that game. Damian Lillard even had nine rebounds in that game. That's how bad the shooting was. He also did have seven assists in that game. Uh, Bobby Portis had eight rebounds as well. So, um, you know, maybe guys like the Dames of the world, the Bobby Portis of the world, if you want to bet on an over, but I do not recommend, especially in this game. Um, I have nothing else for this game. You have anything else? Uh, no, this game should be very, very ugly. If you want to go for an over, you can go for maybe Lillard over two and a half turnovers, but minutes might be an issue there. He has gone over two and a half and five straight, eight of the last 10. Uh, Cody Martin rebounds has actually been pretty good. He's had at least five mm-hmm. rebounds in eight of the last 10, and his number's at four and a half. Is Cody Martin blowout proof? He might be. He might be blowout proof. Who knows? He had, he had six rebounds against Milwaukee, did only play 22 minutes, but the point is he has been a good rebounder. He's had at least five rebounds in eight of the last nine. That could be your obscure over to take for a rebound prop. Uh, Cody Martin, four and a half. Yeah, I think maybe Grant Williams may be blowout proof as well. Um, he had seven rebounds in 28 minutes. Trey Mann may be another guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, if you want to bet overs in this game. It's a very I, ugly game. Yeah, do not do not recommend it. Uh, all right, Scott, let's get over to uh, the next game on the schedule here tonight. We'll go over to the game between the Utah Jazz and the Orlando Magic here tonight. Magic are hosting the Utah Jazz. Uh, Magic currently sitting as a six and a half point favorite in this game with a total of two twenty five. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, Utah Jazz Walker Kessler is questionable in this game. He has a right foot sprain. And Orlando, uh, Paulo Pancaro is questionable, and Jonathan Isaac as questionable. Both guys are dealing with an illness. Um, Jazz are on a road trip here. They did get their doors blown off against the Atlanta Hawks the other night, 124-97. Uh, they have lost each of their last uh, – sorry, Six out of their last seven games. They're one and six against the spread in that span here as well. Not a very good road team are the Utah Jazz, but we do know that the Orlando Magic are one of the better teams at home. So, and the interesting part that I found about the Magic, Scott, here is that if you think they're going to win the game, they're pretty much covering the spread because they're 19 and eight at home straight up and 19 and eight against the spread here. So, um, start with the side here, minus six and a half in favor of the Orlando Magic. What are you thinking? I can't take Utah in this game. I got to go with Orlando. Uh, Utah got killed last game on the road against Atlanta. I did like Atlanta. I think the spread was minus one and a half that game, and they ended up losing uh, by 27. 
beat San Antonio. Congrats. Uh, that's the only one you've had in a while. Uh, this Jazz team is really, really bad, especially defensively. They're only five under, which tells you how good they were when the season started. But it does feel like this team is starting to, I don't want to say tank, but it has a feeling to last year, doesn't it? Where they just started bit. getting their ass kicked in almost every game. They've lost six of their last seven. They basically hand out 120 to everybody. It doesn't matter who they're playing against. And you're looking at them on the road. They're brutal on the road all season long. So Orlando, the issue is Boncaro's questionable. Uh, so he might not play. Uh, yeah. But he's battling an illness. We'll see what happens. He did not play the last two games. They did beat Brooklyn by 27 anyway at home in their last game. Orlando's good at home. Play the beat. Orlando Magic. Yeah, I like the Magic here as well. Uh, everything that you mentioned, that this Jazz team... I don't know. Embracing... At this point, like, like they're, they're they can't guard anyone. They're getting killed. Yeah, the defense has just been absolutely atrocious uh, over the last five games. The Jazz are the fourth worst rated defense. Um, I know Orlando doesn't have a lot of good three point shooters on this team because Jazz have been one of the worst three point shooting defenses. But I think that might just be a cure for the Orlando Magic here tonight. Um, I did see that uh, Pank Arrow is an official um, game time decision. Uh, with the illness so we'll see if he does play here tonight or not but yeah i mean this jazz team right now they're just they're they're not playing a lick of defense that's just what it is right now so i do think that the magic team who have absolutely been a wagon at home this season uh i gotta continue uh backing them as well casey throwing out a trend here since 2020 eastern conference team playing at home favored in their previous game and the total went under who's winning percentage it's also about 50% of the spread is six um, or less 67, 35 and one against the spread. So saying play Orlando here tonight. Um, okay. Casey, I, I got to ask Jazz. what the hell kind of database you're using. Where, where are you finding, where are you finding this? He's probably using killer sports or cause I use killer sports a lot for these trends as well. Okay. Cause I know I mentioned one yesterday for the under in the Kings game, which got there too. And yeah. I, I, I'm just curious because that's a very, very specific stat or trend, and I'm just wondering yeah. where you got it. Trend Already center? Okay, trend I'll check center. it out. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of it. I'll check it out. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one either. Um, total 225? Uh, <laughs> it's it's really a tale of two teams because Utah can't guard anybody, but offensively they've been a bit underwhelming. Orlando's the opposite. They're a good defensive team, and they have a hard time scoring, and Moncaro might not play. So... Give me a Orlando team total over, I guess. Like I, I don't know. I might just go team total approach because I it, both teams play the exact opposite of each other. Yeah, um, Jazz. I mean, we saw last game they gave up 124 to the Hawks. I mean, they scored 128 against the Spurs, but who's not in on that game? But they gave up 115 to the Hornets. They gave up 115 to the Hornets, Scott. I mean, that's pretty telling. That, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. They go and then 140 to the Warriors, 138 to the Lakers, 129 to the Warriors again, and then 129 to the Phoenix Suns. And I that know the Orlando Magic. No LeBron, by the way, that was no LeBron. Yeah. So yeah, um, and I know the Magic aren't the most um, prolific offense. Yeah, prolific offense. I think that's the right word, or play at the fastest pace either. Uh, but uh, I think again, just how bad this defense is right now, you got to definitely get on them. So um, yeah, Magic team total over is the way to go probably in this game here. Player props, what are you looking at? Uh, so for player props, if you're looking at Boncaro potentially not playing, Franz is the obvious pivot. I'm just expecting yeah. him to have a big game. 
I'm trying to think of who Utah can even pretend to guard in this game. If you want to go for threes, you're just looking at Suggs or Gary Harris, or what exactly is your plan? Yeah, I think it's either Gary Harris, it's Jalen Suggs, and maybe Cole Anthony coming off of the bench, but you'll probably have to yeah. wait for that closer to the game. Let me see how Jalen Suggs has done shooting the three-point ball, but I mean, he's at he had 12 attempts against the Thunder, but since then, one for four, two for three, two for four, and one for two. So he's not like That's he's pretty getting funny, though. He took 12 attempts and they yelled at him in post game, <laughs> saying, You better not do that again. Um, I mean, it's um, at one and a half, though. Like, it, it is a pretty low number for Suggs. So if yeah. you want to go for that, you can. Wagner's at one and a half. The under's actually done well, but Utah can't stop the three ball. Paolo's at one and a half. The over's actually plus 136. So if, if he actually does play, I might not mind a plus money play on Boncaro there if you want to make a pretty interesting uh, sleeper play in that area because Boncaro has been shooting it a bit more from three than he has in previous years. No Gary Harris yet, right? For three point props. I don't see, uh, I don't see Harris there. So he's made at least two uh, in four straight games yeah. and he's he was my main efficient. choice, but I, I don't see yeah. any props on him. But yeah, 62.5% from three point land over the last five games for Gary Harris. Um, uh, I think who was pointing out uh, Anthony pointing out he likes the under PRA on Colin Sexton. That field number feels a little bit too high. There was a point where Colin Sexton was absolutely like scoring the basketball. But I think he tailed off a little bit ever since Keontae George got a more expanded role with this uh, Jazz team. So don't hate that. Um, oh, and also got Fultz back. So defensively, you got Fultz and Suggs. That's one of the best defensive backcourts in the entire league. Yeah, I agree 100%. Anything else for this game? No. All right. Before we get over to the next game of the night, let me tell everyone about our friends over at Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Scott, let's continue here on the schedule for the when, or sorry, the Thursday night card here. Uh, next game on the board, we'll go over to the Golden State Warriors. They are headed to Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks here tonight. Currently, as it stands, the Warriors are a four-and-a-half-point road favorite here with a total of 222 in this game. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Golden State Warriors, uh, Andrew Wiggins is going to be out for personal reasons. And that is pretty much it for the New York Knicks. OG Ananobi continues to be out. Jalen Brunson is officially questionable for this game with a neck injury and Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson continue to be out as well. Talked about this Knicks team, just a different defense without, um, OG Ananobi on this team. Last or sorry, on the injury report, I should say at least over the last five games, the Knicks, the worst rated defense, have a net rating of minus 8.1. Now you have the Golden State Warriors team that, um, believe it or not, 
Scott, this is the first game for Steph Curry back in Madison Square Garden since he since broke the that. Record? Yeah, and I thought that was wild. He hasn't played there since 2021. So, uh, but yeah, Warriors right now trending in the right direction. Uh, four and a half points favorites here against the Knicks. What are your thoughts on that? So it's two and a half overnight. I gave it out on Vison, but I'll still give it out at four and a half here. Golden State's been good. Just simply put, now, do I think they're good enough to do anything in the West? Not really, in the playoffs, but they're good enough right now to maybe find their way into hosting a play-in game. We'll see what happens, but they've been solid. They've won nine of their last 11. Uh, the only two exceptions were games that they were actually winning by double digits. They were up by a bunch against the Clippers, choked the game away, and they are up by a lot against Denver, choked the game away. So they've been really good recently over the last month, and the Knicks have been really bad. Uh, the Knicks have lost... Six of their last eight, one of the only wins was against Detroit in a game they probably should have lost. And you mentioned all the injuries. So the Knicks are just really up against it. They're an infirmary right now. I, I can't really back a team that's missing a lot of their key guys. Brunson might not play, so you're missing your two best starters with Randall. You're missing one of your best overall depth guys in Ananobi. And I, I just can't back this team. It's not a coincidence that when all these guys get injured – and you have to play Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich more minutes, your defense falls off a cliff. That's not a yeah. coincidence. So yeah. they ain't guard anybody, and offensively they've been a mess. So I'll take the Warriors. That's the thing you and I talked about it. Like it's um that we knew that defense was gonna take a step back when you added Bogdanovich and Alec Burks to the roster. Well, you'd be a bench player, though. Like That's the problem, yeah, is that yeah. you don't have enough options, so you have to right. play boy on a lot more minutes. Yeah. We know he's a really bad defensive player. He just has yeah. to play a lot of minutes. Yeah. And Burks so, has been bad on both sides of the ball with the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, so, again, with all the injuries right now, like we mentioned with the Knicks, as Warriors team, they've actually been really good on the road this season. I know a lot of last season they were one of the worst teams on the road, but they figured it out. They're playing well um, on the offense and defensive side, frankly, here. And they also got Chris Paul back in the last game uh, against the Wizards. And he, I think he had, I want to say he had seven or eight assists in that game mm -hmm. in just about 20 minutes. So him and Clay coming off of the bench now for this Warriors team. Um, I think, obviously, like we mentioned, that Steve Kerr has been able to figure out these rotations now. So I think they continue rolling here. Uh, I played this at three and a half last night. I still like it at four and a half. I could see a game where they win this game by seven plus points, maybe even double digits. So I'm all over the Warriors here, minus four and a half. I think the only total play I do like here, I think you probably agree with me, Scott, is Warriors team total over. I mean, we just talked about how bad this defense is for the Knicks right now. Um, they gave up, what, 110-plus to the Detroit Pistons uh, on that play that where they you know, didn't get the foul call, but I can't get behind this defense right now. So I think Warriors offense continues to roll here, and they take care of business. Any thoughts on the Warriors team total or the total generally? Yeah, I like the over as well. Steph was one of the only players who did not play well against Washington. And then I believe he had zero points in the first half. And then they ended up winning the game anyway. I think it'll look sharper. Uh, the Knicks defensively, just watching them play recently, have been very underwhelming, as you mentioned. So I think that Curry could have a good bounce back game. I really do like Clay with with uh, Chris Paul being the point guard now with the second unit. And I gave yeah. out a Clay over. I went against my uh, my character, and I ended up giving out a Clay over against Washington. And he flew over. He had like six threes. He was great. Chris yeah. Paul's the perfect point guard to have for him because Clay had a big first half against the Nuggets, then had three shot attempts. And Draymond said on his uh, podcast that he needed to do a better job of getting Clay involved uh, continuously in the second half. That's what Chris Paul's going to do. 
Chris Paul's very good at getting his teammates in good spots to succeed. That's what he's always done. And I think it's going to help out Clay with the second unit. Clay might be a buy a buy a low guy or at least a bet on guy moving forward, at least in the immediate future. I like Clay threes again. I think he's in line for a good game. Yeah, last two games he's at 23 and 25 points, and he's made uh five of 13 threes against Denver, six of eleven against the Washington Wizards. His three-point prop right now is sitting at where is Clay? I know it was three like and two and a half last game, so yeah, you know, three and a half at plus one thirty. Okay. I mean, I still don't mind that. He's been flying over. Yeah. Um, any other player props you like? Uh, yeah. I really like Kaminga assists. I keep mentioning it every game, and it keeps going over, and the line never moves. So I'll take it again. Uh, Kaminga's assists are at two and a half, and I don't know why they're at two and a half. Uh, to go through the last couple of games for Kaminga, he has gone over in. Sorry, just trying to find it. I got uh, it. If you want Kami- me to see it? Uh, yeah, so Kaminga, two and a half assists. I found minus 125 mm. on DraftKings, which is an absolute bargain. He's gone over in five straight, over in eight of ten. And the Knicks, you said before, have been allowing a... I, I just think the over is a solid play there. So that's what I'm looking at. Um, They froze up a bit on, on me there, but I know you're mentioning uh, Jonathan uh, Kaminga's assists. Yes, yeah, six there. straight games with three plus yeah. assists. I'll, I'll keep writing it. Yeah, um, I played his rebounds against the Wizards the other night. Um, his rebounds and assists are at seven and a half, so I think I may go back to that as well. I do like your call on his assist there as well. The market just hasn't adjusted to that just yet for uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Um, I feel like Steph Curry's going to be the square play here tonight, but I think he shows up in the garden here tonight. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets out of the slump and sh- drops a 40-piece in the garden here tonight. I know they do play tomorrow uh in toronto do the golden state warriors here but um yeah maybe curry threes we look at i like the clay at plus 130 and yeah that's pretty much it man again if brunson doesn't play tonight I'd probably be all over uh josh hart pra or don even i don't know if you want to call it revenge angle going up against his former team but those two guys are pretty much going to be the guys that are going to have the higher usage rate without Jalen Brunson if he doesn't play tonight. Again, officially questionable is Jalen Brunson tonight dealing with uh, neck spasms. Anything else for this game here, Scott? Uh, yeah, quick question. Brunson's questionable. Mm-hmm. Randall's out. Ananobi's out. Robinson's out. And you have Wiggins who's out. What's the cheapest price for a ticket? I think it's because it's the Warriors. I was asking because I thought about going tonight. That's why I was. I already looked it up. So I'm just curious. What would you think Cheap. the lowest price would be? 125 bucks 240 golly all right i was in i was almost halfway there uh all right next game on the schedule here the atlanta hawks they are headed to brooklyn to take on the nets hey maybe this is a game you can go to uh here scott i don't, I don't want to <laughs> I, I don't want i don't want to go to this game <laughs> nets currently uh laying one and a half here against the atlanta hawks with a total of 223 uh, looking at the injury report here, let's start here with the Atlanta Hawks. Obviously, no Trey Young uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they will also uh, be without Oyeke Kongu. I think that he is making his return, uh, I think, sooner rather than later. Did get the news that Patty Mills is uh, no longer with this team. They waived him. Maybe a contender can pick up Patty Mills here, but no longer on this Atlanta Hawks roster. I forgot he for, was in the league. Yeah, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, um, Cam Thomas is out. He's sitting with a right ankle slash mid foot sprain. 
did see Ben Simmons popped up questionable uh, now uh, for the Brooklyn Nets tonight here as well. And that's pretty much it, man. Uh, Nets laying one and a half, hosting the Hawks. And I do believe they play again either tomorrow night or the following uh, night against each other again here. But tonight, one and a half in favor of the Nets here, Scott. I think they play again on Saturday, I think. Okay. But I like the Heat, uh, the Hawks and I like the under. I have no idea why the Nets are favored in, in this game. Uh, as a fan of the team, I can tell you this team is not only bad, but they're unwatchable because they can't score. Uh, to go through some games here, the Nets have scored less than 112 points in nine of their last 10. Four games with Kevin Ollie as the head coach. They're averaging 92.8 points per game, and they have the worst offensive rating in the league. The Hawks have played the most two recent games without Trey Young. Do you want to guess where they rank in terms of defensive efficiency in those two top, games with it? Top three. Can I interest you in number one? Yes, you can. They have the best defense in the entire league without Trey Young over the last two games. So they've been very solid defensively. Uh, the Nets ranked 25th in pace over the last 10. Uh, Cam Thomas is one of the only players on this roster that can create his own shot. He's second on the team in points per game. He's out. I got to take Atlanta. I know they're on the road. Nice blowout wins against Utah and against Orlando. Defense showed up there. It is a two-game sample, Daniel. I got to at least mention what I'm working with. That's what I got going for me. But the point is Atlanta, I still think, as, is better without Trey. I said this yeah. last time, and they won by basically 30 against Utah. I can't take the Nets. I don't know why they're favored. They can't score. I do like the Nets team total under at 112.5 because even in games they win against Memphis – they only score 111. So they they can't score. You go under this number in 9 of 10. I'll keep I'll keep taking the team total under. I mean we, we mentioned this when we talked about the Atlanta game on uh Tuesday that the, that Trey Young went off the floor. The Hawks are allowing 10 points less per game um without Trey Young and I think that dated back to last season for this Atlanta Hawks team. So, I mean, outside of the two game sample for this season, there's something there that the defense is a lot better. And I was watching the last game against the Utah jazz. It was a clinic. You, it was. And again, defensively guys were active. They had active hands, they had rim protection, they rebound the basketball very well. So I think that continues here for this Atlanta Hawks team, especially now, like we talked about that they're in that play in tournament kind of bracket there. And if you don't, you don't want to fall out of that. If you want to obviously intend to make the playoffs here, and DeJounte Murray's done a great job, right? And I think we also talked about the depth pieces here for this Atlanta Hawks team with Jalen Johnson, Sadiq Bey, Bogdanovich, uh, even Garrison Matthews were able to knock down a couple threes in that Utah game. I know Utah defensively has not been very good, but I mean, they still have the horses here to compensate on the offensive side. It's just the defense that they have significantly improved as well. Um, and I don't think it's a coincidence that it's been without Trey Young here. So yeah, I like the Hawks here plus the one and a half here as well. I'll lean towards the under as well, just like you mentioned that this Nets team, they can't score, especially now. No Cam Thomas, you're relying on either either the Mikhail Bridges of the world or Cam Johnson of the world to carry your offense. I know Dennis Schroeder has been I want good Simmons team. to play. <laughs> With the team total under, I want Simmons to play in the game. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But um player props. Uh, for player props, I have to at least consider DeJounte assists because of how consistent he's been with it. I do like the under, though, so with Akonkwu being out, I kind of have to go with either Capella rebounds or Jalen Johnson. Probably Jalen Johnson, uh, just because his double-double has been monster. consistent. He's been incredible uh, yeah. for the last couple of weeks, so I probably will run that back with Jalen. 
Uh, his double doubles at plus 120. He's had one in seven of the last 10 games, and we expect a rock fight. So, yeah, a Capella double double is plus 160. So, if you want to pick whichever one you want, you can. But Jalen Johnson's been rolling in that area. Give me Jalen double double at plus 120. Yeah, his rebounds right now are at nine and a half at minus 105 right now on DraftKings. Um, Dorian Finney Smith has actually done a pretty good job of rebounding as well uh, for this. <clears throat> Nets team. Uh he's at four and a half at minus one twenty-five. Um he's at he had two games where he had nine back to back. He had four against Orlando Magic. If you want to consider that, but other than that, outside of that, I really didn't have many other player props for this game. Um, you have anything else for this game? Not really. I'm trying to think of who would step up uh with Cam Thomas being out, but they scored 81 points against Orlando, so nobody. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you're trying to guess who you think is going to show up on the Nets. But this offense is so bad. Once again, dead last in the league with Kevin Ollie as the coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try to give you a Bridges case. Like, I'm not going to bother. He's been really bad the last couple of weeks. And you're looking at trying to predict who's going to step up. Your guess is good as mine. I'll lean Lonnie Walker. But that's a pure guess. Maybe Schroeder against his former team. About three teams removed. <laughs> Maybe Dennis Schroeder. Maybe. <laughs> It's funny that we talk about the Nets every single night uh, and it's Dennis Schroeder against his former team. And you feel like he's been on, what, like seven, eight different teams. I'm still a big fan of Schroeder. He's one of the only players I like on this current roster, and I feel better watching the Lakers, and I see Dimwitty doing whatever he's doing. And I'm just like, all right, I'm happy I got uh, Schroeder instead of him at this point. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's get over to the next game of the night here. We got the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are in San Antonio to take on the Spurs. Currently, the Thunder are an 11-point road favorite here with a total of 236. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, start here with the OKC Thunder. Pretty clean injury report. Only guys that are on there on G League uh, deals. For the San Antonio Spurs, uh, pretty much the same case, and Marcus Morris Sr. not with the team um, as usual. Um, Spurs are coming off of their... Rodeo road trip here. It's going to be their first game back at home um, going up against the OKC Thunder. Thunder have actually just been rolling um, even prior to the All-Star break and coming out of the All-Star break here. But right now they're laying 11. We've got Chet versus Wimby here tonight. Scott, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I think I got to go back to Oklahoma City. It's pretty similar to my breakdown for the Bucks game. One team just owns the other. They've played two times this season. The Thunder have won both by at least 26 points. They've scored basically 130 and change in both meetings. I think they broke 140 in one of them. I I can't take the Spurs. The Spurs have been a little bit more interesting recently because Wendy is turning into Otani, where he puts up a never-seen-before stat line, and they still lose by 15 every game. But I got to go with Oklahoma City. This team is so damn good. They're just rolling through everybody. Either Jalen Williams, Shea, we know is going to walk into exactly 31 points, no more, no less, every given night. But Jalen Williams has been great. Chet's been very good. The bench unit's been solid. Gordon Hayward's kind of meshed well as a veteran presence on this roster. The Spurs are a a potential best player in the league in a couple years and a bunch of guys who probably aren't a good fit with them. That's just how it goes. I think we agree watching the Spurs play all season the chemistry just feels off with this team. Whereas Wemby, Wemby even in kind of included, it's a bunch of guys trying to do their own thing, and there's really just not much cohesion with this current roster. That's why, that's why the record is so underwhelming. I got to take the Thunder. 
the chemistry is great, the team's playing great, and they've been really good against this particular team this season, I got to take the Thunder. Yeah, I'm on the Thunder here as well. Again, we talk about these teams that come back from a very long uh, road trip. And they want to get their uh, things in order. And there was this, I had this uh, stat that uh, pointed towards the under uh, after the Spurs come back from this, their long road trip here that they take every single year. But like we mentioned, right, this OKC Thunder team has just been playing great basketball. I mean, there's no way better to put it um, there. I, I really do think they want that number one seed. Uh, I don't think there's a question about it. I'm trying to pull up what they've done uh, against the, Spurs this season. So uh, this will be the third matchup this season. The first matchup, the Thunder won 123-87 at home. And then January 24th, a little over a month ago, 140 to 114 in San Antonio. Um, so yeah, I'm all over the Thunder here as well. Thunder team total over. I think this could get really ugly. They talked a lot about you know that first game back at home for teams that are on those long road trips, it's always a difficult one because you're trying to get your stuff in order, getting back at home, taking care of personal things, you know, family, friends, whatever the case might be. And maybe you're focused out on that game because you've been gone or been away from home for so long. So, um, yeah, Thunder here for me as well. Thunder team total over. Do you have any thoughts on the game total or Thunder team total or Spurs team total? I'm going to have to link to the over because the Thunder have scored at least 130 in each of the first two meetings. So I'm assuming the Thunder are going to drop 130 again. The pace is going to be high because both teams like to play up tempo. Wemby's been incredible as a rim protector, but nobody else on the team really guards anybody. So, yeah, I'll go with the over on that one. I just see a lot of points and a lot of pace. Yeah, I mean, I I want to get behind Chet some way somehow this game whether it's rebounds or whether it's points but he already mentioned sga's number is probably at 31 and a half it's exactly 31 and a half so it's like yeah. the exact number that he lands on is right under so that they know yeah uh, but uh, I mean, well, by the way, reading, know, off, reading off the last couple games for shea 31 36 30 31 32 he's just always hovering between <laughs> those numbers every time um what is his assist at do you see that uh, his assists, I believe, are around six and a half, but let me check. It's six and a half minus 125. Okay. Um, yeah, I probably look at Chet in this game, whether it's rebounds and assists. Um, sorry, rebounds and points. I think this is a spot where he does probably get up against Wimby uh, and has a good night. Let me see what he's done against the Spurs this season. Um, so, oh, yeah. yeah, not that exciting. 30 minutes in each of the uh, two games, nine points, seven rebounds, three assists, 17 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. Uh, yeah, so maybe not that exciting here. Any other I player props like looking at? For Chet, though, it's, it's minus 140, but if Wemby's going to be patrolling the pain, blocking every shot, mm-hmm. aren't you going to assume he's going to sag off Chet in the corner and Chet's going to get a couple of attempts off? You said it was one and a half? It was one and a half at minus 140. He's gone over in seven of the last 10 games. Yeah, and he's gone over three out of the last four games as well. Um, yeah, I don't hate that. His blocks have been pretty solid as well. Uh, he's had at least three blocks in four of the last five games. Uh, so if you want to do like a blocks prop for Chet or even a seals and blocks prop for Chet, and maybe parlay that with Wemby, that might be a fun little way to um, get on the uh, player props for those two guys here tonight. Um. Yeah, I didn't have much else. Do you have anything else for this game? 
I know that Terrell and I were pretty high on Wemby steals recently. We tried to pivot off of the blocks because the blocks are so common. And mm-hmm. the steals have done well. Uh, to actually look at his recent numbers for steals, I believe it's still at one and a half. Let me just check. It's at one and a half. The over is plus 106. He's gone over in three of the last five. Uh, he had, uh, just going through the numbers, two against the Timberwolves. I think that was plus money. Five steals against the Lakers and against the Kings. And in the head-to-head, he has not done much steals-wise. But plus money for Wemby steals, if you want to go for that. I don't hate that. Um, I mean, like, how long this guy's arms are is actually incredible. That he doesn't average, like, three steals a game. But, um, yeah, definitely can get behind Wemby uh, on his steals here for tonight. Um and just against OKC in particular, before we get over to the next game, he's had eight points, 14 rebounds, two blocks. And then the most recent game in January, 24 points, 12 rebounds, four blocks, and one steal. So, um, yeah, I think you got to continue getting on Wimby here uh, tonight as well. Anything else for this game here, Scott? No, I think we covered it. All right, uh, three more games on the schedule. We got uh, my Houston Rockets. They are traveling to Phoenix here tonight to take on the Suns. Suns currently laying eight and a half on the road here. Um, oh, sorry, at home here hosting the Houston Rockets. Uh, 233 is the total. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams here, I'll start here with the Houston Rockets. Uh, the usual suspects are on there. Tari Easton, and obviously we know about Steven Adams. For the Phoenix Suns, Bradley Beal is officially listed as questionable left left hamstring injury. Eric Gordon is also questionable here tonight with left groin soreness. And Yusuf Nurkic, it's probable here tonight. He's sitting with a right ankle sprain, but he should be out there for the Phoenix Suns. Um, These two teams recently matched up in Houston, and Houston did uh, win that game at home. I believe it was like a two- or three-point victory for uh, the Rockets here, but let me see exactly what that number was here. Um, this was back on, I think it was four. I yeah, think. just last week, actually. Yeah, 114 yeah. 110 victory for the Houston Rockets. And then the Suns um, won a previous game back on December 27th in Houston, 129 113. But now the final two games will be played in. Uh, Phoenix starting here tonight. Rockets catching eight and a half points here. I know, Scott, we've talked a lot about how bad this Rockets team is at home. But do you think the Suns are warranted as an eight and a half point favorite here? Well, the Rockets are really bad on the road. They're one of the worst oh, I'm sorry, the road. in the entire yeah. league. Uh, but do I want to lay eight and a half with Phoenix? I see Casey's mentioning a prop, which tells you you should probably slam Phoenix, but or a trend, I mean. I'm going to lean to Houston. I still just can't buy into the Suns team. I, I just can't do it. I don't know if it's a matter of just the pure lack of depth, the lack of overall toughness, but I don't know. It, it just feels like there's still something extremely off. I'm assuming it's mostly depth because all their salary caps tied into three guys, basically. But still, I really just don't want to lay eight and a half with Phoenix. So I think I'm just going to lean to Houston. Not a strong opinion. Not going to bet it. But eight and a half feels a bit steep for me. But Houston, I do acknowledge being useless on the road. I'm going to lean Houston, but I'm going to pass. I'm going to lay it with the Phoenix Suns. I think that what, and, the, and I did see the rest advantage right now that the Suns have not played in three days where the Rockets just played the other night um, against OKC on national TV, lost that game on the road again. Um, 
I think I just kind of like the spot here for the Phoenix Suns. I think that again, an immediate revenge spot as well, where they just played last week. Um, so I, I do think the the Suns uh, role here. I think they should win by double digits in this game. Um, I mean, we talked about the Rockets at home. Sorry, on the road this season, five and twenty three straight up, nine eighteen and one against the spread. And the funny part is, well, not the funny part is, but they are going to be playing again on Saturday uh, in Phoenix. So it's going to be a, a kind of that mini series, the back to back, you know, same opponent uh, situation in as many nights here, at least for the Rockets. So. Uh, but I'll lay it here with the uh, Phoenix Suns here, minus eight and a half. Total sitting at 223 here, sorry, 233 here. Scott, any thoughts on the total? Uh, I mean, if I'm picking Houston to cover, then I guess I have to lean to the under because I'm not sold on their offense. But yeah, it's not really a strong opinion either way. I'm I'm going to lean under, but it's mostly because I'm leaning to Houston. So I think it is pretty correlated. Yeah, I didn't have much on the total. I wanted to get behind the Suns team total. I did in the last game, but they actually shit the bed. I think those in the second half uh, did the Phoenix Suns. I also got off to a slow start at the Phoenix Suns in that game as well. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll lean up with the Suns, maybe like first quarter team total or first half team total over um, and, and pivot that way. Player props, what are you looking at? Uh, so for this game, I got to start off with the rebounding uh, for I mean, Nurkic might not play, so if he doesn't play, I'll lean to Eubanks, but I am trying to think of who would have a great game on the glass. Uh, he's Jabari, probable. Yeah, he's probable. Nurk. So Nurkic, I think, is going to have a good rebounding game. Uh, Jabari Smith, I think, will be in line for a good rebounding game, so I'm going to start yeah. there. But, yeah, I think for points, I probably would just lean to Durant if I had to go with a pretty safe option there. Brooks points has been kind of underwhelming recently. I believe he, what, he have seven against OKC? Yeah, I think that's something so, in the neighborhood. Yeah, he has points props at 12 and a half. Uh, he's been kind of going under recently. Uh, he has gone on. He's had less than eight points in three of the last four games, including two against Phoenix in the last meeting, probably because he's spending all his energy on defense guarding Durant or Booker. So, yeah, I'm going to go back to Brooks. I'll take his under points at 12 and a half. Yeah, I was looking at Durant's um, assist in this game. He's had at least seven assists in the last three meetings against the Rockets, uh, but more importantly, this season in the two games, he had a triple-double, uh, 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 16 assists, and then the game last week, he had 28 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists. So, um, if you want to get a PRA for Kevin Durant, I mean, he's been catching that against the Rockets, or if you want to go points and rebounds, points and assists, uh, I don't hate that, but he's a he's a matchup nightmare uh, for the Rockets. I don't think there's a guy that on there that can at least stay in front of uh, Kevin Durant I think Jabari will probably be more than likely matched up on him. And then you have probably see Dylan Brooks on um, Devin Booker here. But I do like Kevin Durant in, in a big way here tonight. So his points prop right now is sitting at 26 and a half. And his assist, I believe, was at five and a half. So I'll be on his assist here tonight for sure. Maybe sprinkle a little bit on that triple double because he's gotten pretty close to that triple double. Um, against the Rockets, or he did have one in the earlier match of this season. In the last game, he fell short by two assists, uh, did Kevin Durant, and I'm not sure if they'll have a triple-double price listed on him. Let's see. Uh, 35-1 to 1 for his triple-double here tonight for um, Kevin Durant. Anything else, Scott? No, then we covered it. All right, next game on the board, we got the Miami Heat. They are in Denver to take on the Denver Nuggets. Um, currently, as it stands, the Denver Nuggets are a five 
point home favorite here. That number now just take down to four and a half over on DraftKings. Total sitting at 213 and a half in this game. Looking at the injury report, we'll start here with the Miami Heat. Thomas Bryant continues to be out with the league suspension. Tyler Hero is questionable. Um, Kevin Love is going to be out for this game as well. Josh Richardson is out for this game as well. And Orlando Robinson is probable. So guys that are out, Thomas Bryant, Kevin Love, Josh Richardson, questionable for Tyler Hero, probable for Orlando Robinson in this game. Denver did play last night, uh, like we mentioned earlier in the uh, episode. They do get that extra time to submit the injury report. Um, so, uh, you know, keep your mind uh, or keep your eyes out for the Denver Nuggets injury report uh, as the day progresses here. But right now, Scott, four and a half in favor of the Denver Nuggets hosting the red hot Miami Heat. Yeah, I mean, Denver has been really good post all-star break. Jokic triple double. Let's start there. I'm going to take it until it loses. So we're four now. So we're going to to keep riding it. Uh, But looking at this matchup, rematch of the NBA Finals, I am going to give Miami props, though. They've been really good for the last couple weeks. They're starting to figure it out. Hero potentially being out is a big deal, though. That's a pretty big scoring piece for that team. Denver's on a back-to-back, but they were dominant against the Kings that could kind of bench everybody in the fourth quarter. I'm on the fence for this one, to be honest. I feel like people are going to automatically slam Denver, but I do like how Miami's played. And the fact that the line is now dipping to four and a half tells me that a lot of people, potentially sharp monies, are going to be on Miami in this game. I think it's going to be a nail-biter. I'm going to lean under, and maybe a controversial take. I might actually lean to Miami in this game. I think it's actually, not as easy as you might make it out to be. Yeah, I think this game does come to right down to the wire here. So if you're able to still find a five out there, I'm sure they're out there. But I like Miami in the spot. I mean, you mentioned they've been playing really good basketball. Relatively, they are healthy. I know Tyler Hero has been questionable over the past week or so, but Jimmy Butler, I know was missing or was out for a couple games here. You know, dealing with the um, the personal matter, uh, but he's came back and looked good. Terry Rozier avoided serious injury. Uh, he's back for this team as well. Bam has been playing well as well. So. They're in a good groove right now, and I think this is a time right now where we see the Miami Heat have their guys playing, and they're and they're they're playing well, and they're kind of building that momentum as we usually see as we get ever so closer to the playoffs as well for this Miami Heat team. And I think they do want to do everything they can to be out of that playing tournament bracket and just be a top six seed. Denver uh, this season on back to back situations, they are seven and four straight up, but they're only four and seven against the spread as well. So, um. Would I be surprised if I see some of these other guys for the Denver Nuggets sit here tonight? No. Um, and also Denver at home on back-to-back situations, one and three uh, against the spread, two and two uh, straight up. So I like Miami here tonight. I'm going to take the plus five here with the Miami Heat. Again, we talk about the finals rematch. Um, I think that may be something that's definitely on the mind of the Miami Heat trying to get some type of revenge here uh, in Denver here tonight. I think it's just a good spot situationally for the Miami Heat. So I'll take the Miami Heat. Uh, there is a, a plus five still out there. So plus five here for the Miami Heat. Do lean with the under here as well. Player props, what are you looking at? So I already mentioned Joker, uh, Joker triple-double. I'm going to keep taking it until it does not work out. If I am picking Miami to uh, cover this number, and I think Joker is still going to have a good game, I kind of have to go with Jamal Murray under, right? He missed, what, two shots yesterday? He was 13 of 15 from the floor. Yeah, he was really a fan. Gonna, he, might, he might even play here tonight as well because I, I want to say I saw that he was uncertain for tonight was the correct word because he's yeah, dealing with that leg issue. 
there's barely any props available for this game. So yeah. I'm looking at just the market. Butler over four and a half assists, though, is about minus 127. He's gone over in four of the last five. So that might be an interesting angle. But yeah, just those two and potentially going with an under for Jamal Murray. I might consider an under for Porter Jr. too. I just liked how Miami handled him in the NBA Finals, and Porter was not particularly efficient from the floor in that series. Mm-hmm. So I do think Miami can defend him quite well. I wouldn't mind an under on Porter Jr. Trying to, yeah, I said Jamal. Oh, this was after the game last night, but Jamal Murray uncertain for Thursday, so that doesn't really help us uh, for this game. Um, yeah, again, I mean, you mentioned Jokic just just playing out of his mind right now. Um, we saw what he did in the NBA Finals last year against his Miami Heat team. Uh, another triple double last night. That's four straight triple doubles now for Nikola Jokic. So if you want to go rebounds and assists to go over for him, or if you just want to play the triple double again, uh, I mean, I couldn't talk you off of that at all, just because he's just been so dominant um, coming out of the All Star break here. Um, I think outside of that, maybe if you want to look at like Terry Rozier or Jaime Jaquez. Uh, if Tyler Hero's not able to go here tonight, uh, those two guys have been filling in very nicely. Um, there's one more guy that was coming off of the bench. Uh, Highsmith, he's been actually pretty good. If you want to look at his threes for the um, Miami Heat, uh, he's, he, he did, I think it was a game against Sacramento. He came off of the bench. I think he had like three threes in that second quarter for them. He's been pretty good for them uh, as well. So, again, that would be probably closer to game time when those bench players and role players player props do drop so um yeah that's one i would consider looking at for um haywood highsmith for the miami heat anything else scott for this game no i think i think we covered it all right last game of the night here we've got the washington wizards they are in la to take on the lakers Lakers, as it stands right now, are a now it's a nine point favorite uh, against this uh, Wizards team. Total sitting at two forty three and a half. Looking at the injury report, start here with the Wizards. Denny Avdia is questionable here tonight, and Bilal Kulabale is going to be out for this game. He's dealing with a right pelvis injury, and Isaiah Livers continues to be out for the. Uh, Washington Wizards. The Lakers, they do get that extra time. Uh, again, like we did mention, they did play last night in LA uh, against the Clippers, did get the victory there. Uh, so we'll see if LeBron and Anthony Davis do play in this game or not because they do, I believe, play on Saturday against the Denver Nuggets on national TV. LeBron, 40 points away from 40,000, um, but minus nine. Let's start there first, Scott, on the spread. Against the Washington Wizards, who pretty much look like they have folded because this team was playing really good before the All-Star break, but coming out of the All-Star break, not so good for this uh, Wizards team. But what are you thinking about the spread here? Yeah, they weren't winning games, but at least they were keeping some games close. Yeah, particularly with defense. They did lose to Golden State by 11, did lose to Cleveland by nine. Uh, The last couple road games, though, have not been good. Uh, Lost to Oklahoma City by 41, lost to Denver by 20. If, if LeBron plays actually like the under for his points, it might be inflated uh, after what happened last night. But he played so many minutes last night because he needed to put the entire team on his back uh, in the uh, game yesterday against the Clippers. He's not dropping 40 tonight. I don't believe with the national TV game on Saturday, he's going to drop 40 against the Wizards. So I don't see that happening. So I think he's going to break it up in between. <sighs> 
Nine on a back-to-back. Oh, boy. I Let me see what the Lakers have done on a back-to-back here. I'm assuming not good, just based on them constantly arresting the older guys. They got a couple of guys back, though. Reddish played in the game yesterday. It's uh, nine feels kind of right. So five and six straight up on back-to-backs, three and eight against the spread, and seven, three, and eight towards the over. And if those games, back-to-back games, are at home, three and two straight up, one and four against the spread, one, sorry, three, one and one towards the under. I think I'm going to lean to the Wizards, but I'm not going to bet this. It, there's too much uncertainty with the injury report and with the Lakers' overall focus. Pretty bad sandwich spot, too. You beat the Clippers in a miracle comeback. You play the Wizards, then you play the defending champions at home on Saturday. They might just be looking past this team. So I am going to focus on props instead. I like Tyus Jones' assists. I'm sure we all know why, but I'm going to pivot more to props in this game. Yeah, not much for me uh, on this game here. I I was hoping the the Lakers would lose last night, so then I would bet them here tonight. Um, But this might be a game where we probably see... LeBron, like you mentioned, he'll I, maybe he'll play in this game, but he might just coast. Yeah, and I think that might be just turned into a huge Anthony Davis game here tonight because the Wizards are one of the worst rebounding teams in the entire league over the last five games, and probably just ladder the shit out of uh, uh, AD's rebounds here tonight, and maybe some of the other guys step up in a, in a in a as a role players probably step up here tonight, and for them to at least get the victory and maybe not cover this number, so. Lean with the Wizards just because of the situational spot for both teams here. Um, not much for me on the total. I, this could be a game if the Lakers took seriously, they could put up 125 plus easy just because the Wizards have been the second worst defensive rated team over the last five games. We talked about how bad the Knicks have been. Lakers defense hasn't been better either. I mean, we saw in that first half yesterday, they give up 66 points to the Clippers. But again, that I mean, obviously that Clippers offense is a lot better than this Wizards team, but you see the Wizards team in the first half, in that first couple of quarters, at least come out and punch them in the mouth a little bit, maybe just kind of a little bit high off of the victory that they did get last night against the Clippers. So maybe if you want to look at a Wizards first half, but last five games, the third worst rated uh, defense has been the Lakers. The second worst is the Washington Wizards as well. So that would give me a little concern about this total if you're looking at the under here. But um, player props, you mentioned what else are you are looking at? Yeah, I'm going to lean to the over in this game. If I think the Lakers are going to coast, it's going to be because of bad defense. So I am going to lean to a very high-scoring game. I see this game maybe reaching 250, just based on pace. So I'll wait for props to drop. I wouldn't mind a D-low prop here. I think it's a good game for him to potentially have a big stat line. For the Wizards, Kuzma. I mean, he's going to shoot a lot, so probably go back to him. Poole's going to shoot a lot. He's not very good, but you can look at potential just volume alone getting him over. I will not bet on a Jordan pull over for the entire season, and I'm not going to start now. So I'm not going to do that. But Tyus Jones, I'm going to keep taking him. I said it during the offseason, during the Beal trade. I said it last year with Memphis a couple years. He's one of my favorite point guards in the league. I think that he's one of the most underrated players in the league. His assist-to-turnover differential is so great that I'm shocked a team didn't try to trade for him. I was pitching... Who is it? Minnesota, I think. I, th- yeah, I said, said Minnesota. Minnesota should consider trading for him because I'm not a Connolly guy. I mm-hmm. think he would have been a great fit with the Timberwolves this season, but I'm a big Tyus Jones guy. I think he's a winning basketball player, and I have to keep backing him because the assists have been great, and he doesn't turn the ball over. So that's good enough for me. 
Yeah, it's at nine and a half now. But again, this guy has been like absolutely crushing it as far as his assists goes. Um, Kuzma, uh, his points prop is at 21 and a half. He's had 23 and 22 in L.A. Um, over the course of since he uh, got traded from the team. Uh, so that number pretty much means uh, seems spot on. Um, Tyus Jones, again, if you want to ladder his assists, I think that's a good spot like uh, Scott mentioned. Uh, I mean, just reading off his last five games, 15 re- sorry, fifteen assists, 14 assists, 6 assists, 11 assists. In the last game against the Warriors, he had 17 assists in that game. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good pivot here for, or if you want to look at someone else as far as, outside of the stars at least, um, that would be a good spot. If Anthony Davis does play here tonight, Scott, I do like his rebounds. Again, like I mentioned, the Wizards are one of the worst rebounding, if not the worst rebounding team coming out of the All-Star break here. So if you want to look at... Um, the uh, Anthony Davis on his rebounds here tonight. Anything else for this game? I'm just pulling up the AD uh, game log against the Wizards out of curiosity. Uh, looking at his numbers, he's had uh, set yet. Oh boy, he had 55 and 17 in the last meeting. <laughs> 55? Uh, okay, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize it was that crazy. Okay. 50. Oh boy. Okay. 55 and 17, 26 and 5, 26 and 13, 28 and 15, 37 and 9. Tw- yeah, it seems like points and rebounds are probably the way to go for AD. Yeah. I like the blocks. He's had at least two blocks in each of the last four games against the Wizards, at least two blocks in six of the last seven. Had three blocks last game against the Wizards, three and two of the last three, actually. I don't mind AD blocks in this game. Yeah, uh, again, I, I think that, like you mentioned, that, you know, with what LeBron did in that fourth quarter yesterday against the Clippers, that this might be a game where he kind of coast. So if you want to look at LeBron assists, but I think that AD is going to be the man here tonight uh, if he does play uh, for the LA Lakers. So points and rebounds to go over for AD here tonight. So I'm going to keep an eye out uh, for the injury report for the uh, LA Lakers. Again, this, is a, this shouldn't be a game where they sit their guys. Again, if you're in that play-in tournament bracket in that Western Conference, where you're kind of neck and neck with the other teams and Golden State, like this is not a, a game where you want to sit in and give up a, a win. Where you, if you went out and put in the effort, because you have Denver on deck and Denver's a, they've been a thorn in your side. They swept you last year in the in the um in, in the in the playoffs. So this shouldn't be a game where I, I expect the guys to sit here tonight for for the LA Lakers. So um yeah, we'll wait for their injury report as the day kind of progresses here um for this game against the Wizards. All right, Scott, that was the last game on the schedule here tonight in the association. Uh, Let's get over to our lock-in dog, and then we'll put together our underdog fantasy entry for the final day of February here. So uh, you want to lead us off with your lock-in dog? Uh, Sure. Uh, So for the lock, I I actually have a decent amount that I like on the card tonight. I I like Orlando. I like Milwaukee, Atlanta, Golden State. Yeah, I like a lot of of stuff in, in the card, actually. I think for this one, I'm going to go to a prop that's done very well recently, and I'm going to keep riding it. Give me Kaminga assists. I'm going to take okay. the over two and a half assists here uh, at about minus 125. He's gone over in six straight, and I don't know why they haven't really adjusted to it. The Knicks have been really bad defensively, and we know Golden State, if they are going to have a good scoring performance, I do think that Kaminga is going to get an underrated amount of assists, especially since uh, Wiggins is out. So you might see a boost in minutes. For Kaminga, I had an obscure player prop yesterday. Had Vince Williams turnovers. That got there in the first half. I'll do it again. Give me Kaminga over two and a half assists at minus 125 as my lock. 
for my dog, I'm wondering how wild I should go with this because I might do an, a national blowout association parlay. Okay. Um, just you can get back to me and I'll pull that up right now. All right. Um, all right. So for my lock, um, it's either. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Warriors, man. Minus four and a half. I think this number is a little bit conservative here, especially how bad this Knicks defense has been over the last several games. Now you have a Warriors team that's trending in the right direction. They've been playing well on the road. Um, and their guys are healthy, right? And uh, we've said it multiple times over the past several weeks and over the course of the last month that Steve Kerr has figured out his rotations. Um, and now it's uh, coming into fruition for this Warriors team. So I think they roll here tonight. Steph Curry's first game back in the Garden since 2021 where he broke the uh, NBA three-point record. Um, so I expect Curry to have a big uh, night bounce back. At least I know he's been in a, a bit of a shooting slump here tonight, or sorry, over the past several games. Clay has been phenomenal coming off of the bench. Chris Paul is back as well. So I think that they can take care of business here tonight against the war uh, against the Knicks um, in Madison square garden. So minus four and a half with the Warriors is my lock for my dog. Um, I'm gonna go with the Miami heat, man. Give me plus plus one sixty, uh, plus four and a half as well. Uh, split up a unit there. If you want to go unit each on that, um, it's just a bad spot here for the Denver nuggets, right? Not sure if Jamal Murray even plays in this game or not. Um, you know, we talk about the finals revenge factor. They've won five in a row, have the Miami heat, uh, relatively healthy. I know Tyler hero is questionable here tonight. Uh, and like I mentioned, Denver on back-to-back situations, this season just has not been very good. Um, they are, uh, just to repeat their back-to-back situation here for the Denver Nuggets this season, they are seven and four straight up, but four and seven against the spread. And if their back-to-back games are at home, just two and two straight up and one and three against the spread. So I think Miami can go in there and get a victory here against the Denver Nuggets. So I'll take the uh, Miami Heat plus one sixty on the money line as my dog here for tonight, Scott. Yeah. So I found the parlay I'm going to go with. I thought about the Thunder to uh, win by a lot, but I'm going to pivot, actually. Give me the Bucks minus 19.5 at plus 230, and I'm going to parlay that with the Hawks minus 5.5. That's plus 196. Two-pick parlay there is going to be plus 876. All right, there we go. Um, all right, let's put together our underdog fantasy entry here for tonight. Again, last day of the month here. Uh, we're neck and neck with the Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we want to win, so we can only do that without the or only with the help of our fans and our listeners. But make sure you use that promo code NBA SGPN, and uh, you'll get your uh, first deposit bonus of up to one hundred dollars, courtesy of Underdog Fantasy. Um, and again, into that bonus contest as well. Uh, that's happening on the network. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/dog. All right, Scott, where do you want to start here with our entry here for tonight uh, for our underdog? You want to go Kaminga assists to start there? Assuming it's at two and a half. If it's at three, I don't really want it because I think three is a realistic landing spot, but six straight, I'm not going to go against it. All right, let me see here. Let's go Kaminga. Come on, big bucks, big bucks. No whammy, no whammy. They don't even have his assist listed. Whammy. Okay. All right. We'll yeah. pivot. Um, um, trying to think of other props that we talked about. I mean, Tyus assist we talked about. If you want to just run that back, maybe double double. Oh, yeah. If you want to go there, his points number is low though, so that's why the double double kind of scared me off a bit. But who's going to score on Washington? The total's two forty three and a half. 
Yeah, I would think like Kuzma or so. My point Jones- is though, like just based on minutes, doesn't Tyus have to score like twelve points? Like I had to pull yeah. up his recent game log there. His double doubles, uh, spicy one point two five on the higher, nine and a half assists, eleven and a half points. I mean, he's had thirteen plus points in four of the last. Uh, sorry, he's had fourteen plus points in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the last ten. He's played at least thirty-five minutes in each of the last two games. I mean, we can either go double double if you want to go for like a PA or something. But I think we you. go. I, I, I think we go double double. Okay, sure. We'll go with the spicy. Yeah, we got to go spicy one, at one point two. Uh, what else was there that we liked? Um, um, let me look at the schedule and go back. We didn't like anything in the Bucks game because that could turn into a blowout. Um, didn't find Kaminga. Do we have anything in that Hawks? Did we say Murray or Jalen Johnson in that game? Oh, we said Johnson double double. If we wanted to take that again. Oh yeah, let's see. That, that also that. might be spicy. Uh, Johnson, Jalen Johnson. It's at one point zero five. So we'll go higher on that double double. Um, where else do we want to go? I mean, we might as well just round out another double double and make it a double double to end the season if we can find another one that we like. Uh, Chad. I didn't really see much unless you want to go yoke, uh, joke or triple double, but I'm not sure if I actually want it for the sake of this entry. I really do like Dylan Brooks lower than 12 and a half points. Right. I, I think that line's too high, especially with all the energy it's to spend on defense. But he scored he scored two against Phoenix last week. Like 12 and what a half, I just think is too high. What about Durant double double? I don't know. I feel like we're pushing it, you know? All right. Brooks, you said, yeah, I see 12 and a half on the lower. I'll take the lower. He's had less than eight points in like three of the last four games. All right. So we'll do that. All right. Here we go. So last entry of the month of February. Hopefully we can come out uh, on top here. So it's going to be Titus Jones of the Wizards. Double, double higher. 1.25. Jalen Johnson higher. 1.05 for his double, double of the Atlanta Hawks. And we're going to go Dylan Brooks. Lower 12 and a half points of the Houston Rockets. That's a 7.87. Uh, that $50 entry will get you $393.50 in return. Again, last day of the month. We're in that competition. Help us out. Um, NBA SGPN. For those of you who have already signed up, appreciate everybody that's done it. But make sure you also into that bonus contest so you can qualify for the contest of the free merch from Underdog Fantasy. Then also a $50 SGPN gift card. For those of you who haven't signed up or have already signed up, get your you know mom, dad, uncle, aunt, grandma, grandpa, uh, anybody over the age of 18. And if you're in a legal state, make sure you use that promo code NBASGP. And last day of the month, we got to get it done here today. And hopefully we do come out on top as the winners uh, for this month's contest across our, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So, Again, I appreciate everybody uh, in the chat that's joined us. Shout out again to Anthony uh, and David Jones Jr. You guys uh, with the donos here, uh, appreciate that for sure. And again, everybody in the chat that joins us every single day, you guys make the show a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow for the first day of March. But Scott, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think we basically covered everything. Uh, looking forward to the slate. We'll back. I'll be back once again tomorrow with Terrell for Friday. Uh, nothing really more to add. Yep. Uh, make sure to follow Scott on uh, Twitter at Rice Show Radio. You can follow me there as well at SportsNerd824. 
Uh, make sure to subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel if you haven't already, and give us a thumbs up. Leave us a comment as well uh, in the comment section if you can there for the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, like Scott mentioned, Scott and Terrell back tomorrow for the Friday games. Till then, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it, give it, give it the ball because I'm gonna.